Happy Friday to you all out there in Cougar Nation. Today on the episode, we'll talk about BYU's tight end position. Is Isaac Rex ready to go for training camp as part of our position group preview? Who might be there to replace him? Well, Dallin Holker, among others. We got that. Well, of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News as we head into the weekend on Locked on Cougars. You are Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making us here on Locked On Cougars, your first listen of the day. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The motto is, our, is your team every day, and as such, this is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Uh, a little bit of an abbreviated show today, but I want to remind you guys, today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor. That's our friends over at Bet Bet BetOnline has got covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's betonline.net, where the game starts. By way of introduction, for those of you who may be checking out the show for the first time, my name is Jake Hatch. Once again, I work for the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City as a radio producer, working with DJ and PK, but also I do some other things along with that for my radio station, but then I also do this podcast as well. Absolutely love doing it. It makes my day every single day, and hope you guys find it of worth. All right, uh, diving in on today's show, like I said, a little bit of an abbreviated Edition. I just I ran out of time, so we'll get to as much as we can get to before I've got to bolt. But let's talk a little bit about BYU's tight end position. Obviously, we've been doing these position group previews, getting ready for training camp for the Cougars. Crazy to think in just over two weeks' time, Cougars will be reporting. By the way, we are 50 days away today, 50 days away from the season starting. It's 50 days, folks. We can do that. We're just over a month away. It's so close, but in some ways yet so far, the good news is, like I said, training camp just over two weeks away, and that's where I want to talk about the tight end position because the biggest question facing BYU's tight end group is, what is the health status of Isaac Rex? Uh, if you heard him speak at Media Day, you also heard Steve Clark, the tight ends coach, who we uh, played an interview, I believe, on this podcast while I was in California a couple weeks back. Uh, apparently, it's just all about making sure that Isaac Rex feels like he can play at 100%. It's all of a, a comfort thing for him, making sure he's got confidence in that ankle. Any of you who watched that USC game when he went up and caught that pass and he came down and uh, Cleek kind of caught it looked like, and then his ankle turns over. Well, he and I've been talking about this. He actually had two separate surgeries to fix all of the damage. It was not a pretty injury by any means. The good news is that it appears he is on his way back. Do I expect him to be out there day one of training camp running around like nothing ever happened? No, I don't, honestly. And I, If I'm BYU's coaching staff, I'm easing him back in. The goal is to have him available for the majority, if not all, of the season. Training camp for him doesn't matter at this juncture. He has had enough reps in BYU's offense. You know what he is. He's a bona fide star for the BYU football program. You don't need to worry about him being out there day one of training camp. If he is cleared and he feels like he's ready to go, great. Toss him out there. But make sure the imperative goal for him at the tight end position for BYU 
BYU is to make sure that he feels 100% going into that USF game and then he can play a full season. He is, I said, a bona fide star for BYU's offense. He had a breakout season in 2020. We all know that. 37 receptions, 429 yards, those 12 touchdowns. Uh, took a little bit of a downward turn last year as the, t- as the wide receiver position took a lot of reps. It felt like away from a lot of receptions. Finished the year with 18 receptions for 191 yards and three touchdowns. I am of the opinion if he is fully healthy, he could have a monster season this year. There's not as many uh, proven wide receivers on BYU's roster. Of course, you got guys like Puka Nakua as well as Gunnar Romney there, but the guys behind them, outside of really Keanu uh, Keanu Hill, who is a proven guy at the wide receiver position? That's where a guy like Isaac Rex can step in. If Isaac Rex is slowed at all, if he has any health concerns whatsoever. The good news is you got Dallin Holker right there behind him. He had another good season last year. 14 receptions, 200 yards. His first season back off of a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, had one touchdown. Uh, funny enough, his numbers almost matched what he had in 2018 as a true freshman. 19 receptions for 235 yards and also one touchdown that year. Uh, the biggest thing for Dallin Holker is he is more than capable of contributing in seemingly every facet of BYU's uh, passing game. He is just a true athlete. The funny thing about this is he is, I think, going to be even better in terms of his overall physical readiness for this season because he's finally had a full offseason of training, hitting the weight room, all that stuff. He also recently got married, so congratulations to him on that. Isaac Rex, actually, funny enough, uh, was slated to get married the week after that USC game. He also got married uh, later on in the offseason. So, Congratulations to both on both of them on the nuptials, and now it's time to turn their attention to the football season upcoming. I believe both of them are NFL-caliber tight ends. Isaac Rex, in my opinion, could leave as soon as after this season if everything goes according to plan. A guy like Dallin Holker is probably going to have to prove maybe at least one or two more years before I feel like he can make the jump. But the good news is both of them have NFL talent and NFL skill sets. Six foot five in the case of Dallin Holker, six foot six in the case of Isaac Rex. Isaac is listed at 250 pounds. I'd be stunned if he's not playing at more like 260 pounds, and he carries it extremely well. Dallin Holker's a little slimmer. Last year was listed at 225 pounds. I would imagine when the new roster comes out, I'm looking at this right here, they have him listed at 6'5", 235. So they say he's gained 10 pounds. So the, the good news is you got two really really good tight ends at your uh, as your starters for BYU. The funny thing about this is you have got, in my opinion, as many as five guys who would have a say in different BYU years to be a starting caliber tight end for the Cougars. I'm speaking of Lane Lunt. Uh, played on 12 games a year ago, mainly on special teams. Six foot four, 235 pounds, a former junior college transfer to the BYU football program. Lane Lunt has just really not had an opportunity to show what he can do. He's a talented, talented player, as is a guy like Carter Weed. He appeared in five games last year, has had injury concerns his entire career at BYU. But when Carter's on the field at six foot four, 236 pounds, he's as good as at any tight end BYU's had in what the last 15 years. And I, I mean that. They, there is so much talent with this tight end position. The, the problem is, is getting them reps, getting them opportunities to be on the field. And I haven't even mentioned the fifth guy in this conversation, and that is Ethan Erickson. I have heard nothing but rave reviews for the redshirt freshman out of Kahuku High School. He's from Hawaii, uh, played on a scout team a year ago, coming home off of a mission. I have heard nothing but praise, hype, all kinds of stuff for Ethan Erickson. And so who knows? Do you get to see him on the field this year? I I, I can't even begin to try and uh, project and predict that because 
the thing about this is, is the traditional tight end position for BYU, they have put as many as two and three guys on the field. But when you're five deep, what do you do? You got you got wide receivers over there. You got running backs here. We need to talk about Mason Wake, who is part of the tight end position, but he's more of a fullback slash H back. the 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 problem is getting these guys the reps, the opportunities, the the touches requisite to really let them show their skill sets. It's almost a, an embarrassing amount of riches for a guy like Steve Clark as their position coach, also for offensive coordinator uh, Aaron Roderick. There's just a glut of talent at tight end. The, the, and the, I guess the downside of it is some of these guys may never, in some certain circumstances, get the opportunity to truly show what they can possibly do on the football field just because they're good, but there's one, two, or maybe even three guys who are just a cut, like a, a cut above them. It, it, man, it's a catch-22 in so many ways, and you feel bad for guys on this roster who may not get those looks because outside, uh, so I'm, I'm, we'll talk about Mason Wake here in a minute because I think he's a true X-factor because he's a little bit different player. But behind those five tight ends I already mentioned, you also have Anthony Olsen, who is a, a freshman coming into the program as a preferred walk-on, I believe, from Olympus High School. And Anthony Olsen is a former basketball star who's making the transition to football, had originally committed to Utah, and everything said he was a Utah guy. Then he opts to pick BYU. I have heard that Anthony Olsen has just got otherworldly athleticism for the position. If he can kind of master his craft, hone his craft, he could be a starting caliber tight end. You also have a guy like, you have a guy like Samasoni uh, Payawa. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Prepped at Alta High School. He's a f- true freshman coming in. A little bit shorter, six foot three, 225 pounds, but He's probably sitting there, well, I'm probably looking at a redshirt this year. That There's just so many guys on this roster at the tight end position when you play three guys at the very most, and that's in kind of a rare circumstance. It just seems like inevitably, I feel like, and we already had uh, this past offseason, you had Bentley Hanshaw, who was actually a fairly talented player in his own right. He decided to transfer, ultimately transfer to Liberty, and he will actually face BYU as part of the Liberty football program in uh, was late, late October is when BYU goes back there to Lynchburg, but it's just so many tight ends on this position. Now, a word on Mason Wake. They list him at the tight end position, as uh, do they list... Um, uh, who was I think? Oh, Houston Hay Muley. Both of them are more of traditional fullback types. Uh, Houston Hay Muley, five foot eleven, two hundred and sixty-five pounds, a grad transfer from the uni- uh, not University of Stanford, from Stanford University. And then you have Mason Wake, the former walk-on from Lone Peak High School, who I have dubbed Air Wake. He is a guy who is just absolutely incredible. His skill set is so multifaceted that you can play him in so many different ways. The funny thing about this is, if BYU, let's just say all hell breaks loose with regards to their running back position and you had just a just a spate of injuries and you needed somebody to play running back, I put Mason Wake in there, no problem. No questions asked. I think he's capable of doing that. He proved in the USC game with the injuries mounting in that game, he was actually able to step in and play the traditional tight end spot for BYU. The coaches didn't know this. They didn't even, they had hardly probably even put him in that spot. But he goes in, shows that he can play that position. He's a little bit shorter, six foot one, 250 pounds, built more like a, just a Mack truck of a human being. But I absolutely love the versatility of a guy like Mason Wake, and I think Houston Haymuley is going to show that he's got some versatility in his own right. The, the the nice part is, if you're a guy like Aaron Roderick as BYU's offensive coordinator, is you can deploy all of these assets in so many different ways. And trust me when I say this, Aaron Roderick, he is always scheming new ways to attack defenses with guys he's got. They love Mason Wake at BYU. He is just a program guy. He has sacrificed everything for the program. 
Instagram. And I absolutely enjoy every opportunity I get to speak with him because he is just a guy who's got a great perspective on what his role is with this football program and what he is capable of doing. I think Mason Wake will get an opportunity at the NFL level. Do I know what position it'll be at? I have no clue. Honestly, I got no clue, but I do think there will be an NFL team who looks at his versatility and says, you know what? He is just a simply put a football player and we can do something with that. I hope that's the, I hope that truly does happen and he gets his opportunity. The good news is in a case like Mason Wake, he is still just a junior. So he has still got some time on his side to continue to hone his craft, kind of round his game and what? Add two or three more tools to it. I really really like this tight end position. Will they see the monster statistics? Will Dallin Holker go for 500 yards while a guy, let's say you have Isaac Rex back for 100%. Does he go for 1,000 yards? I highly doubt it. The crazy thing about this is we know that NFL teams are already aware of these players and they are truly aware of what each of these guys can do. Film doesn't lie. You don't necessarily have to have the gaudy statistics for an NFL team to be like, all right, that's the guy we're going to take. They will watch the film. They'll see what you do without the ball in addition to the opportunities when you do have the ball thrown your way and they evaluate that across multiple levels they will evaluate your body language you'll evaluate how you interact with your teammates there's so much more than just the statistics in this day and age of going to the nfl so i man i don't know if i could be any more high on position group at byu maybe the offensive line and we still haven't talked about the offensive line I truly think BYU's offensive line is elite this year. Crazy enough, though, that tight end position, a lot of people aren't talking about it, and it might be near the same level as BYU's offensive line in terms of the overall depth, talent, and the opportunity they have staring them in the face. Only time will tell to see how they ultimately are deployed on the field and if they get the statistics, a guy like Isaac Rex. But the biggest thing is, if Isaac Rex is not 100% in training camp or maybe the first couple of games of the season, you put Dallin Holker in there and I don't feel like you're going to miss a beat. And the good news is the depth behind that is also more than capable of stepping in. So very, very good things. If you're a BYU fan and you're looking at a tight end position, there is just a glut of talent. But who's to say that coming up this next offseason, some of these guys could say, you know what, I just don't see a way to playing time and they transfer. That's kind of the risk you run, I guess. That's the kind of the antithesis of having all of this talent is guys ultimately get kind of just like, I just don't see a way for me to play. And they ultimately jump ship. So it... <laughs> It's never going to be a perfect situation for everybody out there. We fully understand. I think anybody watching this or listening to this podcast knows that you can't ever have a perfect scenario in anything, but the good news is for BYU going into this season, there's a bevy of talent at the tight end position. Now, let's let them go out there, make plays, and just make life miserable for BYU's opponents. All right, coming up here in just a minute, uh, we're going to wrap up today's show. I said, Like I said, in a little bit of an abbreviated edition, but first a word on our friends over at Bet Online. As mentioned, they are the title sponsor of today's show. They are your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball scores every single day. MMA, boxing, golf with the Open Championship at St. Andrews ongoing. By the way, I need to go over and play that course one day. It's just... It's- 
Lynx Golf and the home of golf, it screams to me. But guess what? If you want to have some fun uh, betting on it, our friends at betonline.net are the place for you because it remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and more this season. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events. So check it out, my friends. Head to the website today. That's betonline.net. Once again, use your mobile device as well. You can uh, learn more about the trends in action available to you now. It's all courtesy of your friends over at BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Which NFL stars are going to move the betting line the most starting July 18th? Yes, just a few days away. Uh, Locked On, the Locked On Podcast Network is going to give you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers, like we just mentioned, at our friends over at Bet Online. So essentially what they're going to do is they're going to rank the top 50 guys. If this guy had an injury, how much does the betting line move? That type of stuff. That's the impact. It may not be your traditional top 50 list, but it's a unique, unique look at the NFL. It's available July 18th on the Locked On NFL channel, wherever you get your podcasts, and also on YouTube. All right, before we go on today's show, we don't talk a lot about women's basketball here on the podcast, but two uh, notes I wanted to pass along to you guys include congratulations uh, to new BYU Women's uh, Director of Operations, Natalie Lanehart. She was hired by new BYU Women's Basketball uh, coach Amber Whiting to join the staff. She joins Lee Kamard, Morgan Bailey, and Aaron Kalhoff on the bench to complete Whiting's first staff as the new head coach of the Cougars. She is a Las Vegas native. She actually is moving uh, essentially down the hall because if in the new Marriott Center annex, the men's basketball f- uh, offices are next are just literally down the hall from the women's basketball offices. Well, she was working as the executive assistant to BYU men's head coach Mark Pope. She has got a uh, college basketball experience having played at the University of Idaho, BYU, Hawaii, and Salt Lake Community College. She's a former 4A All-State player out of the state of Nevada. So congratulations to Natalie Lanehart. Obviously, uh, getting your opportunities to break in to the sport, the industry you want to work in, it takes some luck in many circumstances. I've been having some fun, by the way, just for an example uh, with our Instagram feed, both my personal Instagram feed as well as the Locked On Cougars Instagram feed, there's a new app called NGL. I think it stands for Not Gonna Lie. It allows people to submit anonymous questions. And if you want to submit them, I, I've posted on, on uh, the Locked On Cougars Instagram feed. You can submit all of your questions and I'll address them and post them in the stories there. But uh, I had a person ask me about breaking into sports media. And that's what I've been doing for over a decade at this point. It, it's the career I've chosen. It's what I do on a daily basis. I'm a, I'm a radio producer uh, in the mornings. Uh, uh, but I'm also a podcaster. I report on BYU. I'm one of our beat guys, for lack of a better term, at the station. And a person asked me, how do you get into the industry? And I said, you got to do internships. And when opportunities come your way, you've got to be able to jump and pivot and get in when you can get in. You never know when opportunities like come like this. And I got, uh, in Natalie Lanehart's case, maybe she's been wanting to be on a basketball staff for some time, but her way in was to be an executive assistant for Mark Pope. Well, when the new staff came in for the women's basketball program, she probably submitted her resume and was looking for an opportunity. And Amber Whiting took a liking to her and says, you know what? You'd be a perfect fit in this situation. It's, it, there is so much about timing and in certain circumstances, luck. I didn't necessarily ever plan on going into media. I didn't think it was a realistic way for me to get in. By happenstance and just 
sheer luck in many ways, I got in. So congratulations to Natalie Lanehart. It's a really, really cool opportunity for her to break into the industry. I recently had a friend uh, who actually used to work with me in the in radio circles who decided, you know what, I, I need to look at something else. Well, he started uh, going in. He, there's a sport he loves. I, I don't want to give away too many details, but he started uh, working on it, trying to just make inroads with local programs here in the state of Utah. Finally latched on with one of the uh, college programs here and now he got hired by a high level program we're talking a top 25 caliber program just this past year and he is essentially off and running I couldn't be more happy for people like this it's really cool to see BYU in the case of BYU for Natalie Lanehart to be living her dream joining the BYU women's basketball staff in the case of my friend I, it sucked to lose him doing radio things and seeing him around the media circles but he's living his dream that is what it's all about. And I think many of you out there can uh, can just essentially look at that and say, okay, I, I get it. Because many of us out there want to do certain things in life. Do all of us get that opportunity? Not all the time. But you know what? When you have that opportunity, you got to take advantage of it. And congratulations to Nat- Natalie Lanehart. Now, the other uh, part of this includes uh, Coach Whiting once again, and that is her daughter, a five-star prospect, one of the country's top prospects, Amari Whiting, in the 2023 uh, women's college basketball recruiting class, is going to play her final basketball high school season here in the state of Utah. Originally, when Coach Whiting took over the position, the reports were out there. I think she actually had mentioned it herself that they were evaluating their options, but th- it looked like... Amari was going to stay in Idaho where she has been starring. Well, she will be playing at Timview High School, literally minutes away from the BYU basketball facilities. If I'm not mistaken, you could go from Timview High School to the Marriott Center Annex in what? Three minutes? If you hit that one light that seems to be in the way, if you hit it on the way, like that, maybe five minutes if that light does turn red on you, it's that close. And that's congratulations, by the way, to Timview. You went from being a good program to maybe being the favorite to win the 5A state title. Amari Whiting is that good of a basketball player, folks. She is committed to play for the University of Oregon. Who knows if she ultimately decides she wants to play for her mom at BYU. It would be an absolute coup for BYU to get her to flip her commitment. But... Tim View is getting an absolutely an elite basketball player. The good news is for, uh, for Amari, I guess she's a four-star prospect. I apologize. She should be a five-star prospect. I think she's just all that. But uh, the good news is for BYU's chances of potentially getting Amari to flip her commitment is the fact that she'll be right down the down the road literally from BYU and get to see an up-close look at what the women's basketball program, her mom and her new role as the women's basketball head coach, she'll get a really unique look at BYU. Does that mean that Amari Amari Whiting ultimately picks the Cougars? I think it's far from certain that she does that. I'd be hard-pressed to say that she doesn't waver at all from her commitment to Oregon, but all you can say is you give him the chance, and we'll see where it ultimately pans out for her, but congratulations once again to Amari Whiting. Congratulations to Natalie Lanehart. And it, like I said, it just it makes my day when people uh, get their opportunities to move up in life. And I, by the way, I want to celebrate you guys on this podcast. You guys are part of this journey. Like, I... I love doing this podcast and I it's it's people ask me well it's got to be a grind. It is a grind. But uh, there's no doubt about it. I have to plan out a show 5 days a week and uh, come up with content ideas and chase down audio clips, now video clips to put them on YouTube, all that stuff. But guess what? I love it because you guys like to interact with the show and I'm a people person. So you know what? I guess on this Friday 
let's start celebrating the wins in everybody's life. I don't want to come off as some motivational speaker, but if you've got a win in your life, you, something cool that happened to you, reach out on social media, send us a note, lockedonbyu at gmail.com, and I want to start shouting y'all out on this podcast. You have something cool happening in your life, a family member, a friend, whatever it might be. Send us the wins out there. There's a whole lot of crap that we all wade through on a daily basis. Why not have some fun along the way? Let's make life a little bit better for everybody around us. So let's celebrate the wins. I, this is an on the whim type deal. I didn't had, had no inclination of doing that on today's podcast, but if I want to celebrate y'all's wins. So send me a note, Locked On Cougars, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We're not hard to find. Send us a note there. DM us, whatever you want to do. You can DM me on Twitter or send me a tweet. I'm at Jake. Jacob C. Hatch. You see it right down there on YouTube. Uh, right there. There you go. And uh, also, send us an email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Let's celebrate the wins. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Got an interesting note I want to pass along to you as a Monday. I'm still kind of workshopping how I want to attack this. Why, that's why I didn't talk about it on today's show. But the plan is to talk about that on Monday. We'll also get to more of our position group previews, getting you ready for BYU training camp. Like I said, two weeks away from Monday. And we're now 50 days away from the BYU football season and kicking off. It is coming fast and furious, folks. I cannot wait. So enjoy your weekend. We'll reconvene on Monday. Hope you all are doing well. Thank you for making us your first listen today. Want to encourage you guys now to make your second listen our friends over at the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Get a full recap of Big 12 Media Day with Josh Neighbors. Get it free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like this one. Until Monday, have a good one. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.